It might be 2022, but I'm definitely not going to call this season two. Let's just call this the uh, rebirth or whatever you want to go with. But I'm back, the blue, a red and blue podcast, and I'm excited to jump in talking about the woeful December that Chelsea had, our recent form, the, uh, let's just say, debacle that is the English Premier League, and just catching you guys up a little bit on what's going on with me. So let's strap in, let's get ready, and uh, let's check in for episode one in 2022. Hey, what's up? I am back. I don't really know what to call myself. I'm still trying to figure out what the whole new direction, I guess, of the podcast is going to be. But for now, it's me, Will, and my Flash as the gaming, uh, or at least my gaming community knows me as. But um, I'm excited to be back. First and foremost, Happy New Year. It is officially 2022. I have been gone for a minute. Um, just been kind of figuring myself out. I think we all have to realize that mental health is important. And um, just kind of finding a routine is, is – it takes a lot of energy. And I think – um, for me, I think I've, I've, I've never wanted to be somebody who only gives um, half, or as my, my homie Sarah would say, I don't want to put my only half my ass in it. We want to put our whole ass into it. So I felt like there was a point where I really couldn't give everything that I wanted to um, to this podcast. I just kind of felt like I was sapped. I was drained. Um, my mental wasn't where it needed to be. And, I mean, I think it was really kind of a period of just trying to decide if this is something I still wanted to do. So um, after taking some time off, you know, after giving myself a little bit of a chance to um, get back to, I guess, what was normal for me, um, I I realized I still got a lot to say, and I I do want to do this. So who knows what it's going to look like, who knows what the direction is going to be. But the, the core of it's going to stay the same, right? It's going to be me uh, giving you guys the perspective of a Chelsea fan in um, kind of the world of soccer right now. So for a little while, it might be more mainstream. We're really going to talk mostly Chelsea because, um, you know, that's, that's where my heart lies. And I think I had a kind of a euphoric moment last week um, right before the Liverpool game. I, was, <laughs> I had to work, so I couldn't watch it in real time. And, uh, you know, my best friend, Kurt, he texts me all the time about the game. And, you know, he's, he texts me talking about, bro, you got to watch the game. It's crazy. And I'm at my friend Sarah's house, like, you know, chilling, doing my thing, just relaxing. And um, then my anxiety shoots through the roof, like, I mean, through the roof. Because, you know, when he, when he texts me during a game or after a game or whatever, you know, my automatic thought is, fuck, Chelsea done done something crazy. We done lost this game. It's a, it's, I don't want to watch it. But, I mean, you know, that's what it dawned on me. I give away too much of my energy and my my love and my time as a fan, as a supporter. Um, I am not a – I am not a, a, a soccer fan. I am a English football supporter. And so I, I, I'm passionate about this squad. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of Chelsea talk, you know, in the beginning. I think I'm going to try my best, you know, as I kind of get my rhythm to get back to being expanded. And obviously I'm going to stick some of these the, – the, the core of it, right, of trying to figure out a way to um, supply my friends and my community and just, just my opinion, I guess, on the sport. Um, 
to the world. And whether people listen or not, it doesn't really matter to me, to be, to be honest, because I'm going to talk soccer, and I'm going to talk soccer with whoever wants to talk soccer. So just know if you are out there listening, uh, I know I don't really have fans, but um, if you have listened to my podcast, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. My name is Will. Um, just some just some stuff for you guys to catch up on. Remember, I am a Chelsea fan, Chelsea supporter. Sorry, let me make sure I get that. I'm trying to get that into my rhythm, my lingo. I'm not a fan. I am a supporter, but I am a Chelsea supporter um, through and through. I bleed blue, um, but I also support Dor- uh, Bayern, not Bayern Munich, sorry, uh, Dortmund. Um, that's my my German squad, um, and then I'm a Seattle Sounders supporter, so you know, there's going to be some talk about those squads on this podcast as well. Um, I play soccer. I didn't really play a lot growing up. I didn't really get into it until college as far as like playing. I watched a little bit in high school, uh, got into FIFA like I think my junior year, and that's kind of what kicked it off. Um, but yeah, I play play soccer now. You know, some adult, adult leagues in the the Michigan area that I live in. Um, I like to score goals. It's fun. I'm a big, big, big. Uh, I'm a big into the offensive side of the game. Um, but I, I think it's it's it's. It's hard not to love football, right? You know, I think I, I was talking to Sarah about it, just the idea of just putting people in the position to to just kind of embrace what I love so much about the sport. And um, I, I want to be able to get that out through this podcast, and I want to be able to um, – you know, get my friends into it the same way I'm into it, or even just educate them a little bit. I know I was talking on Twitter with um, Okami about just trying to do more of getting to the basics of really trying to teach people what the game is. So, I mean, that's something that I really want to do, but I think that also takes a lot of interaction, right? So, um, you know, that's one of my plans is maybe on the next episode, I get a couple guys on and we do some Q and A's back and forth and we just talk about the basics. You guys get to ask me some questions that, um, that's just on your heart, on your mind that you, that you're curious about. And I, I can answer those questions and then we can just kind of go from there. So, uh, I got lots of things that I want to do. Uh, I got lots of directions. I want to take this pod. I know this is kind of the epilogue, right? Kind of setting you guys up for what today's episode is going to be about, but it's honestly a lot of rambling and just trying to catch you guys up on what's going on with me. So, um, to kind of summarize all those things, um, we are back. It's 2022. Clearly, I got a lot to talk about. I hopefully could keep things consistent for you guys. And I mean, if you're new, um, just welcome, you know, welcome. And I, I hope that you'll you'll pick up on the energy. You'll start to learn some things. And if anything, maybe I can create a couple Chelsea supporters out there or at, at, the, at the least um, set some people up to start to love football and find their own squads. But Anyway, I'm going to start this episode off. Obviously, we're going to talk a lot about Chelsea today. I'm going to talk a little bit about the English Premier League. Uh, They're kind of dealing with a huge COVID postponement game problem right now while other leagues are coming off of holidays. Even some leagues are playing shortened shortened holiday breaks. Um, But, I mean, the English Premier League has kind of got a mess in their hands. In in the last, let's say, month, they've had 18 matches postponed, not including the Women's League, not including the Cup matches that have been postponed. I think there have been upwards of 35 to 40 like domestic league matches um, in England that have been canceled in the last month Um, whereas like Germany has been on a two-week break Uh, the French leagues I think haven't been playing a ton of games Um, 
the Spanish league has been playing probably, I guess, on the same about the same rate, but they don't have as many like cup games. They're not playing as many like non-domestic games. So I think it's just it's a it's a major problem in the English league, and I, I definitely want to rant and rave and take my takes about that. But I'm gonna start obviously with my squad, Chelsea. We started the month of December in first place, top of the table. If you knew me, you saw my Twitter feed, you know I was ecstatic. I mean the boys were looking good. We were out here putting teams to shame. I mean we were having clean sheet after clean sheet after clean sheet. We had made it through to the t- to the round of 16 for Champions League. I mean, we were sitting pretty. And then December hit. And if anybody is a Chelsea supporter, that is the worst time to be a Chelsea supporter. Because I think in the last three years, we've dropped out of positive placing, like positive table placement and, and fallen down the table, maybe three, four plus like negative spots. I, it, it's bad. When you go Two years straight, top of the table, and then the month of December hits and you fall down to, luckily, we're only in second, but we went from having a five-point lead to being down now 11 points. Um, And then last year, we were in first and dropped down to fourth. I mean, it's December doesn't treat us kindly. And a lot of it has to do with injuries. We've had some people gone for COVID. Um, Just, you know, different situations and issues with games and scheduling and it just seems like there was game after game after game where other teams were seeing postponements and cancellations or Chelsea wasn't and it's you know I I told Kurt it kind of sometimes felt like there was a little bit of an agenda just a little bit just a little bit because you gotta think of the top teams right now top six teams in the league Man City and Chelsea are the only teams that didn't have a single game postponed in the month of December. Out of the, what, 18 matches I mentioned, 18, Chelsea and Manchester City were the only teams not to have a single match postponed. And Chelsea also applied to have a match postponed against Wolves, got it denied, but then Wolves, the very next game, got their got their match postponed. So my issue is, uh, and I'm gonna again. I'm gonna come to this when I talk about the like the whole general issue of what, how the English Premier League is kind of handling this December month period. But I think it just it's tough to kind of assess where Chelsea is right now. We had Romelu Lukaku coming back from injury, who didn't wasn't playing a lot of minutes. We had Timo Werner, who's coming back from injury, who then got COVID. Same with Romelu Lukaku. Kai Havertz. COVID. We had Jorginho playing through injury. We had Kovacic playing uh, out with injury. We have Conte in and out of our rotation with injury. Um, we had, uh, our, let's not even talk about what's going on with our fullback situation and our wide back, our wingbacks. Ben Chilwell out for the year. Reese James out for, what, six to eight weeks. We've got um, Andres Christensen. I don't know what's happened to him. His form has been miserable. He's been hurt, but when he's played, he's looked terrible. Um uh, Trevor, Trevor Chaloba, hurt. Cesar Spilicueta, hurt. Like, it, 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 Thiago Silva, hurt. COVID. We, like, we have no back, center backs. We have no wing backs. Our midfield has been in shambles. Our score, our attacking threat has been non-existent all year anyway. Like, we have defenders. Our defenders have just as many goals as our strikers do. Maybe more, honestly. So, we're, <coughs> excuse me, um, we're in a place where, we have to try to figure out, okay, one, where are the goals going to come from? Two, we have to try to play defense with, you know, a scrap back line. Like, luckily we have guys like Malang Sar who played pretty well yesterday against Tottenham in that League Cup match. 
Um, and, and, you know, we have uh, some younger guys like Harvey Vale to kind of pull in and, you know, for cup ties and things like that. But I think we've got to start to think where are we going to, especially now that the transfer window's open, where are we going to help bolster this team? I know we've had, you know, some rumors that we were looking at Lucas Digne from Everton, and we were talking about possibly recalling Emerson uh, Palmieri, uh, you know, from uh, the Italian league. So, um Something has to give because I, I I don't trust Marcus Alonso unless he's playing Spurs and we only play them. I mean maybe the next couple of weeks because we play them two more times in the next like twelve days I think so yeah he'll get plenty of love for those two games but outside of that he can't play all year by himself with no help like we don't have anybody else anybody else to play left wing back we can't keep putting. Um, Christian Pulisic playing right wing back and Kyle Hudson Odoi playing left wing back when they're attack-minded players like they don't they they're not they're not they're gonna give you a tackle here or there but defensively it, that's a liability so it's I'm very intrigued one to see what we do in this window again I think if we can get um, Lucas Digne from Everton left wing back you know plays the English Premier League understands how the system works. Um, or, you know, how the league works, could probably fit into our system pretty well, um, give us some rotation at that position. I mean, if we need to go and recall Emerson Palmieri, I don't mind that either. Um, he's not honestly a bad left wing back option for now. Um, but we've got to think about what we're going to do long term, obviously, because if we have the situation happen again next year, um, you know, we're still on the clock. We're trying to figure out how long it's going to take Ben Chilwell to get back and be right. So that left wing back position is, is super important. And then on top of that, we still are trying to figure out these contract situations. Like Tiago Silva signed a contract extension. He's going to play another year. So, you know, luckily we have that. You know, Tiago is the Benjamin Button of the league right now. But we still don't have a contract with Rudiger. We don't have a contract with Andres Christensen. Uh, Trevor Chaloba signed a contract extension, so we still have him. So we have the young the young guys and Maling Sar in them. But it'll just be nice to get Rudiger, maybe even send Andres Christensen out the door to get some money to maybe buy someone else. Um, I know we had the rumors with um, Jules Conde, um, so possibly going after him again. So I think these are the moves we have to think about either trying to make now or possibly definitely making in the summer. Um, but then we just got to get healthy. I think that's the biggest thing. If we can have our, our midfield be healthy with Kovacic, Jorginho, and Golo Kante be healthy down the stretch, if we can get some points and stop getting draws. I mean, the month of December, we were 3-4-1. and one. We lost one match to West Ham, which was the last time we were in first place. We were up two points in first place. We lost that match to West Ham. It's been downhill ever since. We had four draws in, that, in the last month. Three wins, granted, but Leeds kind of was a lucky one. Um, Ashton Villa... Again, not really like a, a like a <clears throat> we did it. Um, so I mean, I think it it just comes down to we've got to have better performances, and by that I mean we've got to be able to s- s- convert, score goals, put the ball in the net. Which me as a striker, that's what I want to see us doing. I think guys like Timo Werner have to get minutes this weekend in some of these like low league cup matches that we're playing. Lukaku's got to fucking play. He just has to. I think, you know, despite all the drama with Lukaku this last week and the interview and all that stuff, he, he's got to play. He, we paid all this money to have him come. He's got the size. He's got the ability to go get it. Um, I think he's shown that, that he can go get, go get us goals. 
So he's got to play. We've got to put him in the game. We've got to let him do what his job is. And I think him and Timo Werner playing together have great, great movement. And honestly, at times, I think if we just played Mason Mount more in our midfield, allow him to press, you know, allowing allowing that movement of Kai Havertz and, you know, our Ziyech if we have him in the game or just – we've got to figure something out. We've got to do – more than whatever we're doing now. I love Thomas Tuchel. I think he's going to figure – he he already knows what the plan is. But at the base of all of this, Chelsea has to get healthy. If we can get healthy at the right time, then a push for all these titles that we're about to be playing for. Let's see. We're in the round – our leg two of the semifinal of the Carabao Cup. So we already have a 2-0 up as far as the uh, you know the score line against Tottenham. So we're good there. I mean, as long as we can go to Hotspur Stadium and do what we do, because Tottenham gets battered anywhere, um, we, we have the ability to go to the final. That's the trophy on the line. The Club World Cup is coming up in February. That's another trophy on the line. We're still in the round of 16 for Champions League with a pretty favorable matchup in our round of 16. So that's a trophy that's still on the line. And I mean, granted, yes, we are 11 points out of first place, and Liverpool has a game in hand, and they're 12 points out of first place. So, yes, I mean, the Premier League seems like it's a bit of a stretch, but Manchester City is now kind of going through their own COVID thing, which they've got Pep out, they've got some of their backroom staff out, they've got seven players on their first team that are about to be out for this weekend's uh, cup ties, which means they're going to be out for at least another week. So we're looking at a possibility of having a Manchester City game here in a couple weeks against them where they don't even have half their first squad. And the way the Premier League has been shitting on us two teams, they're probably going to make us play that game. So opportunities to get some points, gain some ground, win some matches. I think we can keep ourselves in in the running for an English Premier League title this year. But I think a lot of it's got to come down to just focusing on better man management, rotation, getting some players in from the transfer window, and then making the most of the guys that we have. I think it really just – we only have to make transfers on the defensive side of the ball because we are – we're hurt. We don't, have, we don't have the manpower for it. But I think in every other position, we are fine once we get healthy because you got to think our, our midfield starting three at our best, Kovacic, Jorginho, N'Golo Conte, all three world-class. I mean, Jorginho won the European Player of the Year award this year. Um, N'Golo Conte had man of the match in, like, our last four matches in the Champions League last year. And anytime he's on the field, he the, the guy is phenomenal. And let's not even talk about Kovacic's form lately. Did you guys see the world he had against Liverpool? I mean, if you haven't seen... If you haven't seen the Mateo Kovacic goal against Liverpool, please stop what you're doing right now. Pause pause this podcast. YouTube it. Go on Twitter. It's probably on my feed. It is even if you don't even know what football is, just please go look at that goal. It was it was Chef's kiss. Phenomenal. But I mean I think that at our best is our top midfield three, right? But then again, we can shift guys in like uh, a Mason Mount. We can shift guys in like a Ruben Loftus-Cheek. I mean, hell, we've got Barkley on our bench. We've got Saul, who looked really good against Tottenham. Uh, so we've got him still on our bench in our midfield. Uh, so we have the depth and we have the ability to shift players in our midfield and make things work. Our attacking three's got to get better with Ziyech and Callum and, and Pulisic and Lukaku and Timo Werner and those guys. They've got to get, they've got to start to convert and get goals. And I think we got to take more chances outside the box. I think that's our biggest issue is like, we've been saying it for forever, right? Who's going to be that guy since Frank who just takes the chances outside the box and really just, you know, just just make shit happen. Like, we haven't had, like, that Eden Hazard. People are calling for him to come back to our squad to add some magic in our final third. Like, we don't need 
we don't need legends to come back. We just need our guys who are phenomenal now to take more risk and take more chances and just believe a little bit more in their ability to put the ball in the back of the goal because I think they are definitely capable. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's it. Chelsea just – they just stress me out. <laughs> I think that's the only answer I really have, right? It's it, – you want to be upset because – Dang it, we're dropping points. But, I mean, and if you think about it in retrospect, we only lost one match. And the loss against West Ham was because of a, like, ridiculous goal from uh, – it, it, it wasn't even supposed to be a goal. Like, my man was trying to pass the ball, and it just it just so happened to go in the net. Like, that's what just happened. He was, he was like, five to seven yards outside the box – left-hand corner, he hits a pass into the, like, you know, into the danger area, into the keeper's box, and, you know, Edward Mini's off his line, he's leaning to the left, and the ball slides in near post to the right. It's just, you know, if you want to see it, it was Chelsea-West Ham, I think it was December 3rd. Um, just go check the highlights. I mean, the goal was crazy. But, it, yeah, I mean, aside from that one loss, we've drawn a couple games that we shouldn't have drawn. I mean, we blew that one against Brighton where we gave the goal in the 93rd minute, and um, we had that nil-nil draw to Wolves. And, you know, like there are these blemishes and bumps in the road where we should have scored more goals. Like even the Liverpool game. Like I'm, I love the fact that we were down 2-0, came back. But Pulisic should have put us up 1-0 in the first five minutes of the game. And, and, and Sadio Mane should have got a red card in the first, like, 30 seconds of the game. But I'm not going to harp on that too much because they're never going to give that red card in the first 30, 30 seconds of the game. Like, I think that's pretty much a golden rule. Like, I think anyone who has given their commentary on that foul is we've come to a general consensus that it's not going to happen. So I'm okay with it. But at the same time, that goal, Pulisic should have scored that goal. He had it. He, I don't know what he was doing. But it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just – you want to be upset, you want to be frustrated because some of our results lately have been ridiculous and have made absolutely no freaking sense. But at the end of the day, we've been dealing with injuries, we've been dealing with COVID, we've been playing an uh, insane amount of matches in the last, like, three weeks. And with half our squad, <laughs> I mean, we had to play a cup match and had to call up, like, five guys off our, our youth our youth 21, our U21 team or, like, our – are you 19s or something? It was like, how? How can you expect us to play Premier League Cup game, this this league, this cup, this, that? And it's it, it's it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But I mean that's 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 my second point, right? Is the English Premier League's little um situation that they currently have. And it's just if I'm just gonna be completely honest, just just completely honest. I think the English Premier League needs to go ahead and scrap the whole holiday fixtures, 30 games in 30 or what, 80 games in 30 days or something, whatever the crazy, crazy insane number it is. They just need to scrap it. I think the German League does it best, taking, taking off the month of December. They take off, what, two, three weeks, something like that, where they don't – it's just a holiday. They just go on holiday. They take off. They don't play any matches. Teams maybe train. They do, you know, their own individual workouts, things like that. But for the most part, it's, you know, shut down. And right now they are not dealing with any COVID outbreaks. They're kind of, you know, broken the chain. Teams have been able to isolate. Players have been able to kind of stick to their regulations, their rules. They're going to be able to come back into their leagues and be able to play. And I think that's 
that's essential, right, is being able to give their players time to rest, relax, recoup, regenerate, you know, all the re, all the rewords, all the ones I can think of, um, and come back into the month of January and be ready to, to take on some of these, you know, League Cups uh, for teams like Bayern Munich who are going to be playing in Champions League and in, you know, DFK, Polka, Aculpas and all that stuff. Like, you know, they're going to be playing in all these different competitions. You know, they're well-rested. They're ready to come back and play. So it's in, on, in the contrary. I was talking to Kurt about this the other day where, like, this is kind of that. This is kind of that, that time where teams like Bayern Munich start to lick their chops, right? Because their players have been rested and being able to watch what's been happening in the Premier League, watch what's been happening in in, Boon, in the uh, in the French league, in the Italian league, and, and see what all you know ha- what's happening with them, the injuries they're having, the outbreaks, the politics, all that stuff. On holiday, chilling. So now they're gonna come back fresh. They're going to get a couple, you know, easy matches in the first. Oh, I'm not Kurt. I was talking to Sarah about it. But, and they're going to get a couple easy matches in that first weekend where they can just kind of, you know, like a preseason almost, get back to their rhythm, knock the ball around, kind of like a training session, and then hit February, ready to go. And what happens in February? Round of 16 matches in Champions League starts. Those uh, cup matches that they started to, you know, get their youth guys into that have gotten them now to their semifinals and quarterfinals. They're starting to play those finals. They're rested. They're ready to go. They're, they're, they're starting 11 for that first team prime. Like, mm, here we go. So they're at an advantage to teams like Chelsea, to teams like Manchester City, to teams like Manchester United, who are playing these gauntlets of schedules these you know ridiculous amount of games all these league cups and EFL cups and care about cups and tire cups and all this like all this crazy shit they got to play in in the month of December and then they've got to come back with half their squad in January and playing quarterfinals and semifinals of those and then turn around in February and try to play round of 16s in the Champions League like you're asking so much and this is why it's not to say that it's rare for English teams to win the Champions League but let's really put it into perspective the last few years, the last before Chelsea won it, it was what Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich, uh, not never, never PSG. Sorry, I don't even know why I almost let this slip out of my mouth. Uh, Real Madrid, Barcelona, um, Bayern Munich. Like it's very rare that English teams are winning the Champions League, and that's because guess what? They are playing such an a, such an insane amount of games for the month of December that they're carrying half squads, three quarter squads, lost big-time players into some of these round of 16s, quarterfinals, semis for the Champions League. So, again, as an overall perspective to the quality of play that we're seeing in the English Premier League, it would just seem to make sense that, hey, let's just give them the month of December off, you know? Let's just uh, – three weeks. You want to come back for Christmas? All right, cool. We're going to take the first three weeks of December off, then we're going to come back right in time for Boxing Day. Do a, do a game on Boxing Day, do a midweek game, do a New Year's game, and then, boom, right back to normal schedule after that. There you go. You get one week of some really good matchups. You get a holiday fix. You get two holiday fixture weekends, and then you get a midday. You get a midday matchup in the middle of that week. We'll take it. The players get a couple weeks off, and then I think the, the entirety of the game. You know, right? The quality that we're going to see on the pitch, the 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 lack of saturation of matches will help us be able to really enjoy it more um yes okay from a revenue standpoint it might suck on for the teams but i mean as supporters it's already 
killing our pockets are, you know, to try to get to games. I mean, I haven't been to a game. I can't really speak from, you know, my own personal experience. But, I mean, I follow enough British people on Twitter to know that there's a lot of ticket guy, ticket price inflation and all this stuff happening. And at the same time, they're, the quality on the pitch isn't the same because they're basically shitting on teams every week and telling them, hey, you got to play with half your team. So uh, make it happen. So, I mean, who knows, right? I think I say that a lot when it comes to trying to figure out what direction the big bads that organize football in, in, these, in these other countries are going to do because FIFA, corrupt, right? I, like, if you, there's, there hasn't been a single thing that FIFA's done, I think, that hasn't had some kind of scandal or some kind of something attached to it. And I think every element of the English Premier League down to the use of VAR in games sometimes gets scrutinized so heavily for – fair reasons because I think there's so much inconsistency in what they do and I, I'm as a supporter as someone who loves my squad and has seen I think the negative results of what this holiday fixtures especially during COVID can do to a team and their placement on the table um, I'm all for less matches and allowing players to actually feel like the league is giving a damn about their player health and their player safety. Because as I started off this podcast, I think it's important that we're focusing on our mental health and our and our and that starts from our occupation because that's where we spend most of our time. And yes, they may be professional athletes, we may pay them lots of money to go play a game, but that's their profession. So they spend most of their time there. They aren't with their families getting to just, oh if I don't want to go I don't have to. Like, nah, I got a contract. I gotta be there. I gotta make these things happen. So even when they don't feel safe, even when they feel like, well fuck, this is really gonna be dangerous for my health or dangerous for my mental being I gotta still go that's like I'm under contract I can't if I don't that's my money that's money out my mouth so I think we gotta still kind of take that same perspective with them and understand that we can't ask them to play a hundred percent top of their game and be the best they can be every freaking week or every single match and then turn around and also tell them hey but you got to play a match every three days like, foot, football may not be American football where you're literally smashing into each other's, like, freaking, um, you know, Tonka trucks. But, like, it's a very physical – and the, just the amount of pure running, that's a full-body exercise. So the amount of running you do in 90 minutes in a professional football match, now you're asking me to go turn around and do that two days later and then two days later and then – but hold on, do you want me to do it at 100% and give you everything I got to give you the best quality I can on the pitch? You're crazy. Like, as someone who only plays 70 minutes on a Friday night once a week, I I struggle sometimes to get back the next Friday. So I can only imagine what these players, even with the training and all the stuff that they go through, are, are dealing with to try to make these games happen for us as supporters. So I think um, – yeah, I mean, I, I I don't I don't really like it. I don't like what they're doing, as far as I I, I mean I think it's fun, right? Because it provides us again, as as I said before, it provides us supporters more opportunities to go see our teams. But at the same time, the quality that we're seeing most often is never really that good. And you're gonna run into situations where team people are gonna want are gonna go see matches, hoping to see players who aren't gonna be able to play because they're hurt, they got COVID, or whatever the reason may be. So. It's just not fun for anybody right now. It's not a fun time for anyone in English Premier League. And um, I'm really hoping that they take 
they take something into account going into next year, especially because you got to think next year we're going to get it automatically because they have already said they're going to be halting games for the World Cup so that players who are playing on their national teams can go, but then it's also going to be a break for the other teams you know, to be able to just enjoy it. So I think once they kind of realize, especially if there's a, a really good leap in production and quality of football after that World Cup, you know, coming back into the second half of the you know second half of the season, then they'll start to see okay, well, maybe this whole taking a break thing might be might be a good idea. So you know, maybe this will be this will be the move. This will be the wave, and and I'll get what I want. So here's the hope, I guess. Right, you know, it's the hope that kills you. But if I listen to Ted Lasso, I'll keep my mind positive. But yeah, anyway. Um, that's 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 my major beef. But that those are the topics. I mean, you know, Chelsea is Chelsea is where Chelsea is. Um, again, we're second in the table, eleven points behind Manchester City currently. Um, I think our next match this weekend is just a like a basic cup tie, uh, playing against I think a, a League Two team. Um, but then you know I think we've got Tottenham again. Um, after that, then we got Manchester City right around the window, right around the window, right around the corner. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's challenging times. I think we, through the month of December, um, gave ourselves a lot of work to do. And now that we're in January, we've started off well, 2-0 win against Tottenham. And then again, like I said, we've got Chesterfield this weekend. We've got Tottenham next week again for the second leg of the Carabao Cup. Then we go back to the league. We're playing City on the 15th of December, followed by Brighton, 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 there it is, and Tottenham again, so at the end of the month. So, um, yeah, and it's important that we're in good shape. I mean, Edouard Mendy will be gone for the AFCON. Um, then that's the African Cup of Nations. I'll be making sure I'll be paying a lot of attention to that. Hopefully him and, the, him and that Singalese. Man, I definitely did not say that right. Hopefully, him and Team Senegal uh, will win, though, because I think, you know, I'm definitely going to support my keeper. Um, yeah, but, you know, there's always, you know, that guy, that guy, Mo Salah, playing for Egypt. So I think that'll be interesting to see Sadio Mane and Mo Salah playing against each other um, if that matchup happens to happen. But, yeah, the African Cup of Nations is happening right now, so we will be without Edouard Mindy, so that means we need Kepa to play big time over this next, you know, little period. But I think all this is important as we're going into the Club World Cup. Um, so that'll be a big, you know, time for another trophy. Then we'll be gearing up for that round of 16 in February. So um, it's trophy season. That, that's kind of what it is right now. So that's what we're getting our heads for. And hopefully we can get healthy and get back in some decent form going into this, you know, this, this new year and into the month of January. But a little update on the women's side. They are out of the Champions League. We had a tough loss to Wolfsburg uh, back, in the month, back in the beginning of December. So um, they are out of that competition, but they are still in the running for a couple other trophies. So it's good. Uh, keeping an eye out on them in the league. They are currently behind Arsenal by four points, but still sitting second in the table. A couple matches have been postponed. Their last two have been postponed in the month of December, but they'll be playing Everton in the league again on the 16th. So um, hopefully by then we'll have some more kind uh, uh, or, you know, hopefully going into the end of the month, I can talk a little bit more about the Chelsea women's team um, and starting to figure out what they're looking like in the league. Uh, but obviously they kind of got a little bit of a period off with a couple of these games getting postponed. So that was pretty good. Hopefully the rest will get some of their players back into uh, 100% form. And uh, I'm just kind of really 
I'm just really interested to see what's going to happen because this Arsenal team um, is really good, actually. I've watched a couple of the matches for the uh, the SWL, and I think um, – yeah, they're 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 a pretty good team. Defensively, they're pretty sound. Um, they they can go out and get some they can go out and get some goals. But Chelsea just is kind of the loss to Reading was a kind of a bit of a shocker. So I think that's still a bad taste in their mouth. But I mean, four points, second place, uh, last time to kind of get the deficit back. So I think they'll be okay. But yeah, anyway, um, I, I don't know. First episode back. I know it's always a little rough. But uh, I'll get my rhythm, and I just appreciate anybody that does happen to listen. You know, I'm, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy talking about Chelsea. I enjoy talking about football. Um, you know, hopefully I'll be able to talk about football with friends, and that's kind of the goal of this is to be able to just open this community up and open my community up to more about what this game has done for me um, and what it continues to do for the world, I think, in a sense of just kind of providing – high-level entertainment in, in, in a beautifully played package. I think that's the best I can say. But, um, yeah, that's the end of the episode. So I hope you guys have a phenomenal day, week. It is the 6th of January when I'm shooting this. I'm looking at my window, watching the snowfall. It's been snowing for, like, two days, guys. I mean, I'm a southern boy. I moved up here. I love it in Michigan. But I will never... I will never understand how it can just snow for two days. It didn't do this down south. We got snow for like two hours, and then it just stopped. You know, it was like a mirage. It was like magic happened. But, nah, this stuff don't stop up here. But, anyway, that's it for me. So, uh, you guys have a wonderful day. As I always say, um, you know, be safe. Uh, I don't know if I always say that. Actually, I don't know what I would always say. I'm going to come up with something to always say for you guys. That's going to that's gonna be my homework assignment for the next episode. Yeah, I should log off though. Anyway, you guys have a good day. Uh, my name is Mi Flash. Uh, find me on Twitter, Instagram. Um, I am a Chelsea supporter, so you have to be one too. Just kidding. You just cannot like Arsenal. That is basically my only rule. All right. Well, you guys have a wonderful day. Aha, y'all, and uh, I'll be back next time.